0: Retail commercial properties and retail leases and how to vet retail tenants have been one of those questions that many people ask, but few know in depth how to actually do it properly. Plus, retail properties and retail tenants like cafes and hairdressers and dentists and all of the associated, most people have thought about it not being the preferred choice of property investment when you think of commercial property because we've gone through COVID and we've gone through downward pressure on rent and we've gone through people not coming back to the office and so a lot of people think that retail shops are on the way out. But don't forget retail shops are not only in shopping malls and shopping strips and in the city. They're in suburbia where you go and grab a coffee. They're in suburbia when you go to the bike shop or when you go to the fishing shop or when you go to the supermarket or simply when you go and visit your dentist or your accountant or any government in industries or NDIS. So it is worthwhile considering because I think while it's not the favourite, there could be a opportunity in the market for you to invest in something that can ultimately give you a really good kick in the back end in terms of capital growth and cash flow, especially as areas change and gentrify and as more people move out to regional and rural and larger regional towns. So listen to this podcast and let me walk you through how I assess properties in the retail space. And today I'm actually talking about retail shops, right? Because there's been so much bad press out there about retail shops because, you know, what happens is that people think, okay, so we've had COVID and retail shops got smashed, right? Then, then we had uh, this um, lots of vacancies, so it became basically renter's market and people give you really great incentives to basically get your tenant back in. Then, of course, you know, we have you know office spaces that's half empty and then people moving to warehouses and then we're wondering if people are really coming back. Of course, there's incentives with different states of getting that tenant back, but is really retail shops um, something people should be investing in? Because you see, a lot of investors also shy away from it and say, look, I prefer not to invest in retail shops. Now, if I was an investor, how do we vet a retail shop, right? Uh, is it... Something you should be looking at is it something that you should be avoiding? And what about leases for retail shops? Right, so how do you vet those leases? Are they paying market rent? What kind of incentives? So, today's talk is really about you know a different type of investment, and what we're looking for is retail tenants and what are some of the things to make a retail tenancy stick, and why, and where, and how you should be investing in it, and whether it's a good idea to invest in it or not, right? So, uh one of the things that people forget is that things come in trends, right? Now you know retail shops are not the favourite, but when you go to areas like yeah, you know, where you go to areas like Eastwood or Ashfield or Chatswood, you can see the retail shops are booming, right? Because they're they're mostly driven by an Asian demographic, and when they're driven by a particular demographic, such as the areas like Parramatta or out in Blacktown, they're vibrant, right? But when what happens when you're looking at CBD cafes or somewhere in North Sydney when they're only servicing the office market? Or what about areas that's in suburbia? Now, should you be investing in retail shops? And what about when you are looking at touristic destinations like the rocks or or areas like um, where you're looking at Darling Harbour area or where you're looking at areas where it's predominantly, uh, that is more like the Gold Coast area or where it's Sunshine Coast, Noosa, Noosa Strips. Should you be buying there, right? So there's lots and lots of different variants and that's what we want to talk about. So firstly... Investing in retail shops. Now, why do people want to invest in retail shops? Number one, it is the highest rental increase potential in the future. So as the market changes, areas gentrify. The first lot of demand that people have is to obviously buy food, go to cafes, hairdressers, dentists, autometrists, and also then other amenities such as your allied health, potentially uh, pharmacists, uh, restaurants, and everything else associated with it So your retail shops are the first lot of people that people are gonna visit when they move into an area. So they're first to become really busy and basically the vacancy fills up, right? But as people leave, they're also the, the the shops that get empty the first, right? So we saw that during COVID, that you know, people stopped and they were the first ones to sort of to, to die out, right? But you know, as the areas change are gentrified these retail shops become really vibrant and busy and there's no vacancies. So then the rents go up. Rents rents go up and they go up significantly. They don't go up by 5%. They go up 20%, 30%, sometimes even 50% as an area changes. And they change dramatically, right? And so in a space of very short time, the value of that property almost doubles, right? And that makes retail shops worth investing in. And most people look at it and go, it's a speculative investment. They know that at some point, as people get busier and busier coming to the area, the retail shop value would double. And that's where they pick up. That, uh, that and the back end. So kind of like a little bit more gambling, a little bit of um on the um on the back end. So then the other thing about retail shops is the number two thing about retail shops is that it is something that doesn't get built very often. So you won't see a developer just go out there and develop retail shop fronts, right? Because unless you have the demand, retail shop fronts are not gonna fill up. So it's demand and supply. And typically they only build it when there's enough capacity of people to build it. And then they allow a certain period of about two years to actually get it filled up. Because unless there's density, it's not gonna be filled. So it's not something that it, you're gonna be outpaced by. So it's not like, okay, you have warehouses right warehouse is one of the easiest ones that you know you can build if there's green fields and land you can just build another lot of warehouses another lot of warehouses another lot of warehouse but not so much so with retail shops only when the area has enough house and land when it has enough apartments does you get do you get more retail shops so it's not likely that just because there's downward pressure on rent that you're going to be charging less rent because there's other place has been built there isn't so there's that protection as well when you're into retail shops the other thing about it is versatility right you can literally have hairdressers dentists cafes into restaurants ice cream shops then you could go into a government tenancy an optometrist medical center pharmacy um, oh, somewhere that serves hot pot uh, somewhere that uh, goes from pearl tea to somewhere that does tappers uh, cuisine so everywhere It's very versatile to changing as long as you have the right floor plan, which for most people is that I've got disability access is important because you never know with prams, elderly people, uh, you're going to need it, right? Then secondly, you've got um, commercial kitchen, that areas where they can put a commercial kitchen in. Access preferably to internal amenities is really important. So toilets uh, and, you know, you don't need a shower, but toilets mainly, preferably male and female toilets if you can. And, of course, um, if you've got Back rear road access or back rear road entrance, another plus to it. And then, of course, that uh, grease trap is really important and exhaust for the, the property if you want to make it versatile for both uh, a, a retail food as well as retail services as well. But how do you vet the tenant? So let's say that you want to buy a, a retail shop and you have a convenience store and you have a cafe or a hairdresser. How do you vet them? Right? So, Normally, the way we look at it is that we look at not only comparable rents for like businesses. This is where things vary really a lot because comparable businesses doesn't mean you compare a hairdresser with the next door retail shop, right? That doesn't work because the next door could be a dentist. Next door could be a convenience store. They could sell pearl tea or they could do restaurants, you know, a Chinese restaurant. And that's that varies, right? So you've got to compare it with what is something within a 5K radius of a similar type of tenant is paying, right? Uh, the other thing to look at is The space, right, is it versatile enough that it can go from one tenant to the next tenant? Because if you can go from one tenant to the next tenant, then there is a premium that you would pay. So a lower yield you will pay for that property because in the future, it's more versatile, easily tenanted. So there's the security level and with all security, the return drops as well. The third thing is to look at is traffic, foot traffic, right, and how much a tenant willing to pay for foot traffic. And this is very important because right now the CBD who used to charge premium, premium rents for something like retail, right, when you look at rents in in CBD, look at areas in Chasford, look at areas in any of the premium locations in around Sydney and also in around Melbourne when you look at Glen Waverly, at Turak, St Kilda, areas like that, you know, in – um. You might look at, you know, Sunnybank or, you know, in Melbourne, you might look at, you know, Queens Wharf. Like all of these areas where they're charging premium rents because they have foot traffic, right? Foot traffic is really important. Even dentists, right, prefer where they have retail areas where people can walk past. But the problem is that if you don't have the foot traffic, you can't charge the premium. So if you do have foot traffic... Then that's where your tenants are potentially paying a premium. So when you're looking at the rent and you're vetting the lease, you've got to look at yourself, look at it and ask the question: How much foot traffic does this place get? Because with more foot traffic, there is going to be more a more uh more Rent that your tenant is going to be paying. So, your tenant is going to pay a premium. So, when you do rent comparisons, you've got to take into account how much foot traffic because that's likely to flow on to how much business your tenant gets. So, if your tenant gets 10% more business, they're probably paying, you know, 5% more rent than anyone else. So, that's something to vet as well. So, those are the three major things, right? And finally, number four is the length of the lease, um, the rental increases per year, and of course, um, any incentives that you've done. So, if you put in the commercial kitchen, right? That, would cost you a 100 grand easily right 100 grand right and that means that your tenant will be paying slightly higher rent right if your tenant's doing a 10-year lease then your incentives could be longer or your tenants are paying a lower rent that gradually over time goes up because they're getting they're paying they're doing a 10-year lease or potentially you know your tenant's doing all of the the all of the fit out of the property and you're giving them a more of a rent-free period each year to accommodate for that um Or that you know, for whatever reason, they're bringing their their anchor tenant or their particular type of tenant that's going to bring more traffic into the area. That's going to benefit everyone else. And that because of that, uh, that kind of tenant. So, for example, you might get a subway tenant, or let's say that you know you might burgers and rump, or you might get a medical tenant, or you might get a really famous hairdresser there. That's a chain, a franchise, right? If you get one of those tenants, what you find is that. When you sell that property, the return, the yield is going to be lower, right? So instead of it being, say, traditionally, say, let's say right now in areas like Melbourne, you get 6% or in Brisbane, somewhere between 575 to 6% for retail properties, you would probably drop that to a 5% because they're brand name tenants and everyone associates security with brand name tenants. So while you might not get the prestige of having a lot more higher rent, or you might be getting a lot, giving them a lower rent to incentivize the tenant to go there, the market is willing to pay more for it. So there's lots and lots of variables and it depends on which lever you're p- pulling and what you want to do on the other side. So remember those things when you're vetting a retail tenant right because I still think that it is a good time and it is coming up to a better time now to invest into retail tenants because we've got so many people that are coming back and even though we've had rate rises we've had people who are cutting back on spending you know some basic things people still like and I still say look for those wholesome retail businesses you know your your run-of-the-mill business that don't charge a lot you know your takeaway noodle shops are really good your hairdressers are essential services your allied health tenants your training and education tenants your your essential cafes that does you know serve a particular type of of clientele plus you know anything else that you think is anchored to that community and that area will continue to do well no matter what happens with uh, happening in this economy because people will still go and uh, treat themselves, people will still go and get those services and ultimately even though people may cut back a little bit um, in time to come, they will sort of continue to support local because a lot of people are still in that variable work situation and going local to a cafe or being able to access local services is still really important. So I still think it's a great time to invest in retail if you haven't, there's something definitely to think about because I think retail is the way to go. Uh, in the next few years you'll see slight changes and they'll come back as the favorite and you'll actually see as more and more people in areas gentrify especially when we see those in regional and fringe areas as they gentrify you'll see the retail shops in those places dramatically and some of them will double in value and that's when the market start to realize that retail is a good investment and then all of a sudden we'll have people influxing back into the retail space and choosing a retail tenant so if you're thinking of investing in retail watch this video again, uh, make points, or if you really want us to help you find a retail type tenant and vet them for you and see how the metrics and talk you through it, mentor you through it, reach out to us, helentarrant.com, helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au. Bye for now.